Welcome to the Pups Abilities Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. I'm Jess, and I'm a dog mom and small business owner on a mission to spread love to animals and make major impact in this world. When I became a dog mom in 2019, my dog Chewy completely changed my life for the better. I've always been passionate about helping animals, but now it has become a huge part of my life mission. This podcast community is for you. If you are an animal lover who wants to come together with like-minded people to share stories, spark conversations, and create some massive changes together. Are you ready to learn with me? Are you ready to laugh and cry with me? Are you ready to spread joy, awareness, and impact with me? If the answer is yes, let's do it. It's time to imagine the pup's abilities and make massive impact together. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It is actually almost 6 p.m. here in New Jersey. I have had quite a day. I've actually recorded two episodes already. This will be my third Pups Abilities podcast episode that I am recording today and also recorded the intro for episode, I believe it was 36. I think this is episode 37. I I should know that, but my brain is all jumbled. Recorded the intro for Nicole Hepler's interview, which you guys will have already heard by the time this episode comes out. I actually have a glass of wine in hand. It's a Thursday night. It is almost six o'clock. This is my last big task of the day. I also started recording myself via video today, which you guys heard me share in an earlier episode. I think it was episode 34. And I'm eventually going to try to get these episodes, these videos onto YouTube because I want you guys to be able to start seeing me speak as well. I want you guys to be able to see me speaking with the people that come on and I interview. I think there's something really cool about that. And it's just, it's been a fun day. You know, it's actually really funny. I just wanted to mention, because you guys will see on the videos, I have recorded three episodes so far today. Well, Well, this will be the third episode, like I said before. My hairstyle has changed multiple times. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the first episode that I recorded, my hair was in a bun. Another one, my hair was down. Now it's in a ponytail. It's been like a couple hours of this. It's a really hot day in New Jersey, but like it had a nice breeze. So we have windows open rather than AC, but I am a little heated, but it's about to cool down soon. But that's kind of why like you guys are going to see in the videos. I look different in each of them, but it's been over a couple hours, you know, just sharing the behind the scenes of that. I don't know. I just thought that would be kind of funny to mention. But I have a glass of wine in hand. Like I said, if you can see in the video, Chewy's right behind me. He's actually looking out the window. We have a little bench for him to look out the window. Hey, Chewy. Hey, Chewy. (gasps) Hi. Okay. So now you guys will see on the video. There he is. Yay. I wanted to show you guys that because I just, I think it's so precious how he loves looking out the window. We actually have like, you guys know, like the little benches that you put at the end of a bed we move hours from the end of the bed to go up against the window so he can look out the window. And if you guys go over to YouTube, whenever I have this video up, you'll see that he's just like leaning out of the, like just looking out the window. It's the cutest thing. It just makes my heart so happy. So that's literally the perfect transition into this episode because in this episode, I'm going to talk about Chewy. I just feel really called to talk about Chewy. I, you know, you know, I talk about him like through different episodes throughout, like he's always coming up in conversation. And in episode one, I spoke about Chewy really, really deeply in episode two, I believe I shared his story 
and how he did not come from a breeder, but he also did not come from a rescue. He was actually born in my cousin's, well, he was born at a vet's office. There was actually an emergency situation around Chewy, which I don't think I ever shared with you guys, but long story short, Chewy, um, it ended up being an emergency situation. He was the last puppy to come out. He was one of three puppies. He was the last one. He actually was stuck. Um, and it became a situation where Chewy and his mom would have passed away if he was not rushed to the vet. And thank goodness, um, Chewy is here and his mom is also here. His mom is my cousin's dog. And yeah, that that that's actually something I don't think I ever shared. But one day, maybe I'll dive a little bit deeper into that. But that's not what this episode is about today. If you do want to hear a bit more about where Chewy came from, um, go over to episode two and listen in. I get into detail without sharing that like gruesome part, um, that scary part, I guess maybe that was something that I didn't really feel called to dive into that day. I don't think I shared it. Okay, I'm going to stop rambling. But today, I really want to talk about Chewy because there's this this topic around Chewy that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And Chewy is one of those animals that is very lucky to not know what cruelty is, to not know what true like sadness and fear really feels like, you know? And that's because of the fact that he was born into a situation where he spent the first few weeks of his life in my cousin's apartment knowing love. And yeah, there there were kids running around and craziness, of course, we're a New York family, you know, but no cruelty, right? He has only known love from humans his entire life. And that is something that I feel extremely blessed by, like extremely blessed by, because that is not something that you often hear, you know, even dogs that get bred, a lot of them deal with cruelty. Like they, there, that there are stories of, of animals that deal with cruelty even when they come from a breeder. So I am just, I feel really, really lucky that that is Chewy's situation, and that is what I want this episode to be about because there are not many stories like Chewy's where he, yes, his entrance into the world there was danger around it in the sense that he needed, you know, to be emergent. There was an emergency and his mom had to have an emergency surgery in order to save her life and to get Chewy out and to allow him to have a life. Thank God, my goodness. There was that part. But other than that, the most fear that Chewy has ever known is going to the vet, is mom and dad leaving to go to work or to go out to dinner, to travel for a couple of days, you know, he has fear around getting groomed, which I shared in a prior story. He gets, you know, he feels fear when he hears certain things. He's a small little white fluffy dog. He hits that stereotype of being that yappy dog that is reactive to noises. So he does know what fear is, but luckily Chewie doesn't know what actual fear can really be. He doesn't know what it is like to be in a shelter. He doesn't know what it's like to be in a in a cage, in a shelter, and hearing other dogs barking and and feeling fear from that. You know, my sister's dog, Milo, who came from Save Animal Shelter, a beautiful, amazing shelter that I am so proud to be affiliated with, to donate to them, to go volunteer there. A beautiful shelter to end up in. He, he still felt fear being in that shelter, hearing other dogs barking around him. And that translates into his behavior to this day. And actually, Julie will be coming back on 
sometime soon onto the podcast to give us a bit of an update on Milo. She did share, you know, a lot about Milo a couple months ago. She was my first ever interview on the Pupsibilities podcast. She's going to share more about Milo sometime soon. I'm really looking forward to that. But Chewy has never experienced that. Chewy has never experienced abuse. Thank God. He has never experienced being in a laboratory, getting tested on. Thank God. He has never had dog parents that didn't love him and treated him poorly because he was lucky to have my cousin who was a huge animal lover and treated him with complete love and respect the first few weeks of his life. And then he ended up with me. And then a couple of weeks later, we moved into an apartment with his dad, Bruno, right? Like my fiance. So he has only ever known love. He has never had to deal with cruelty. To him, cruelty is going to the vet and getting shots and getting his blood taken. That is cruelty to him. Cruelty to him is getting a bath because he hates getting wet. Like, it's it's something that I want to laugh about because it is kind of funny that he thinks that that is like what real danger is. But it's really not funny at the same time because that's my human perspective, my human knowing comparing his fears to the nightmares that other animals have, right? That other dogs have, that other kinds of animals have. And again, I feel so lucky. I feel so blessed that Chewy has never had to experience cruelty beyond going to the vet, right? To him in his mind, that is that is cruelty. But it also makes me sad to think about the fact that there are animals out there that deal with true cruelty, right? Animals that that get into situations where there are humans that don't love them in the way that I do, in the way that you do, right? There are animals that experience dog fighting, right? That That's a huge problem that I should probably start talking about at some point on this podcast. There are breeds that get a bad rap because of that, because of what humans do. There are dogs that get left behind. There are cats that get left behind. Their family just move away and they're just left to be stray animals and to fend for themselves. There are animals that live out their lives in laboratories, being tested on, being put through pain every day. There are cows in the dairy industry that I plan on recording episodes about very soon where the females are forced to get pregnant in order to supply milk for us in the dairy industry. And their babies are taken away from them immediately and their babies are brought to slaughter. There is so much darkness. There is so much sadness. There is so much cruelty. There are animals that live with humans who abuse them. Like there is so much sadness out there. And Chewy is just a really lucky dog to have the story that he has. In the last episode, you heard about Aria's story about how she was found and there were no puppies to be found, but it was clear that she had been pregnant. Like imagine the terror, imagine the sadness that Aria went through. And if you haven't listened to the last episode about Milo and Aria with Nicole Hepler, please, please do, because their story should be heard. Every animal, every rescue animal story should be heard. I truly believe that. And that is something that I'm going to be very dedicated to on this podcast is covering topics of animal testing and cruelty-free living. And eventually, like I just said, the dairy industry and all that. There's so many things that I want to talk about, but I also really want to highlight rescue animal stories because 
while Milo and Aria are an example of two rescue animals that ended up with a happy ending to their story. There's Chewie. <laughs> are you sure his grandparents just got home and he hears them getting home? Again, that is to him. This is a this is an example of of what he thinks, you know, as a negative thing, you know, hearing a noise and not knowing what it is and barking at it. There's an example, right? To Chewie, that is fear. To Chewie, that is as bad as it gets, is not knowing what the noise is that he's hearing in our house and him reacting to it. It is going to the vet and getting a shot, getting his blood taken, feeling that pain. It's getting groomed and not enjoying that process. But to other animals, that's just a small inconvenience. To other animals, they go, they've gone through absolute hell. They are going through absolute hell. There are animals that never know what love is that never know what peace is. They only know nightmares. They don't know what it's like to be loved. I can't imagine that there's many animals in laboratories that know what it's like to be loved by a human because the people that are in those laboratories are the ones testing on them. And I'm sure that maybe there are some people within there that end up seeing the terrors and end up leaving the situation maybe speaking up here and there, maybe there are people in the laboratories that might extend some type of love. But I I can't imagine that it's anywhere close to what Chewy experiences with us. I can't imagine that they have even an idea of what that is like. And like I said, I feel really lucky that Chewy has never had to deal with that cruelty that he has never had to deal with true suffering. And again, like I laughed before that like to, to Chewy cruelty is going to the vet when really at the end of the day, if only he knew that us bringing him to the vet is actually a huge act of love on our end. Even if he doesn't enjoy it, it's a huge act of love to make sure that he is healthy and to check in and make sure that, you know, the vet feels good with his current health situation. There are animals that truly suffer, truly suffer and live these nightmares out every day. And without making light of their suffering, without not honoring and advocating for them, I also want us to use their suffering as a motivation to step up, a motivation to create a world where there are more animals living a life without knowing cruelty, where there are more animals living a life like Chewy, where in Chewy's eyes, cruelty is going to the vet and getting groomed and getting a bath. I want to live in a world where we're moving towards that, where there are more animals like Chewy that don't have that darkness in their story because there are too many animals out there living that darkness. And I wanted to really open up this conversation because it's the contrast. It's the comparison. Like, I again, I feel so blessed. I feel so lucky that Chewie has never had to experience real terror and real cruelty. He only knows love. And like I said, his terror is, is nothing. The terrors that he experiences are actually signs of love from us that he has no idea they are. He doesn't want to be bathed because he doesn't like getting wet. But if we don't bathe him, that's neglect. He would be disgusting. It's an act of love to bathe him. It's an act of love to get him groomed so that he's not matted and he's not uncomfortable and so that he doesn't have to get shaved. 
right? Chewie's terror is truly just an inconvenience and it really comes from an act of love from us. But there are animals that live true nightmares. There's such a contrast there. And like I said, I'm really proud that that Chewie is that like light, that is that beautiful story of an animal that has a beautiful life and only knows love and doesn't know true cruelty. And I just really want to contribute to changing that reality of animals living nightmares. And I want more animals to live a life like Chewie does, to truly know love, to know people that truly love them. And that's really why I came to this episode. I don't really know where this episode is leading. I don't know the conversations that are going to come about from this episode. It has just been on my heart. Um, I actually, like last night, I was just sitting here and I was sitting in bed and and I took my computer out and I just started like typing, almost like journaling on my computer about this. Um, That's kind of like part of my creative process sometimes and part of just like, you know, sort of just like running through my thoughts and sort of making sense of my thoughts is sometimes I just like journal out what's on my mind, whether it's typing, whether it's actually writing on paper. And I knew that today I had to sit down and record this because it was brewing in me. And I just knew that I had to speak it and I had to record it for you all to hear. And I'm happy that I did. It wasn't easy. And again, I don't know where this conversation is leading, but I'm hoping that it leads to us advocating for animals. And like I said before, using their suffering as a motivation to step up and do better and to spread love throughout the world for them so that this can be a world where there are more animals that live a life like Chewy, where there are more animals that think that fear is going to the groomer, right? Like I struggle when Chewy has to get groomed because I feel bad that he's going to be upset, but that's, it's not true suffering. You know, like I'm blessed. I'm so blessed that that is what Chewy thinks is suffering. Like I, I can't, e- I don't even know how else to put it into words. I'm so blessed. And Chewie's so blessed. And I want more animals to be blessed like that. I want more stories like this. I want to hear more animals knowing what love truly is rather than hearing these stories of just these disgusting, dark realities that exist. Animals deserve to know love like Chewie does. And they deserve to think that going going to the vet is a true, like cruelty right because in Chewie's mind that's that is that is cruelty because he doesn't know what actual cruelty is and I really believe that if we all come together and if we all just keep spreading these messages if we all keep speaking up if you please keep sharing Pup's Ability's message and these episodes to people there are so many good people out there that have it within them to speak up and spread these messages But a lot of people close themselves off to this because they don't want to feel the sadness. They don't want to feel the negative emotions. And I get it because that used to be me. That used to be me. And now I'm like, it's it's enough. It's enough. I have to feel these things. I have to speak about these things. I feel so called to this. And it's so crazy for me to think about because when I first started Pups Abilities, it was simply just an apparel shop that gave back 15% net profits to animals in need. And that was beautiful. You know, and I am proud of that. And that was my stepping stone. But over the last few years now, starting this podcast and 
really stepping up to be their voice. It's become so much more. It's it's turned into something entirely different. And I have plans for Pups Abilities to continue evolving more and more into truly being a voice for animals and truly being a movement and a community. And I need you guys. <laughs> I need you guys to make that happen. I need you guys to really be dedicated to this. And there are so many of you that truly are. But we also need to spread these messages to other people and and really awaken them to this, right? Because like I said, so many times, you know, in other episodes and in this episode, I used to be someone that closed my eyes to this. I used to be someone that put on the blinders because I didn't want to feel these things. I didn't want to suffer learning about how animals suffer. But the animals need us too. They need us to spread this message. They need us to speak up. And they need us to do that in order to allow more of them to live live lives like Chewie does. I truly believe that. I truly, truly believe that. And I used to struggle with like my worth in the world as an animal advocate since I'm not working in a shelter. I do volunteer, but I don't work in a shelter. And I used to struggle with that, that I'm not one of those people that are going out there and truly saving animals. But I am truly stepping into my role here. And I know that this is what I meant to do. And I know that this is needed. I really, really do. And we need to come together. And we need to on an individual level, change the way we think about them, change the way we speak about them, change the way that we ignore the nightmares that go on simply to protect our own feelings, right? Because we need to do that in order to make more animals have lives like Chewy. This was not an easy episode to um, record. I have my wine in hand. I've taken maybe one sip. I'm going to take a sip really quick. This was not easy, but I think it's so needed. We all individually need to change that, and we then all collectively need to change this. There needs to be less stories like Arya's, the way that her life began. There needs to be less stories like that and more stories like Chewie's, where it has only been love, where it has only been happiness, and where the sadness has simply been the inconvenience of getting a bath in Chewie's eyes, right? I truly believe that it's possible. I really do. And I don't think it's going to happen overnight. And I don't know that we will fully see the results from this. I don't know if within our lifetime we will fully see that. But I believe that we can set a new path of new possibilities, of new pups' abilities for future generations to continue to make this world more beautiful for animals and for there to be more animals with stories like Chewie's where it's only love and where they never know what true cruelty is. And it starts with us, you guys. It starts with us. This episode was tough to record. I'm sure it was somewhat tough to listen to, but that is part of this journey. It is a needed part of this journey. We got this, you guys. It starts with us. Don't forget that. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Pups Abilities podcast. I hope it left you feeling ready to imagine the Pups Abilities and create your own beautiful impact in this world. 
If you loved this episode, I would really appreciate it if you shared it to your Instagram and tagged Pups Abilities so that we can grow this community, spread awareness, and create massive changes for animals together. I'm sending you lots of love and inspiration to imagine the Pups Abilities, and I will talk to you soon.